ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار قال الله جل وعلا في كتابه ان الصلاه كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا الله سبحانه وتعالى mentions the salah in many times in his book subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is the greatest ibadah that he has legislated subhanahu wa ta'ala and an act of worship that he legislated to the nations that came before and something that Allah jalla wa ala emphasizes on again and again because of his beloved status in front of Allah jalla wa ala and also in front of his prophets and his messengers and he subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that inna salata kanat ala almu'minin kitaban mawquta that indeed salah has been prescribed to the believers at specific times indeed the salah has been prescribed upon the believers at specific times allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the salah and he honored them to the fact that this was the only act of ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not reveal to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while he was on this earth. Because this act of ibadah was too great to be given to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was on this earth. So after 10 years of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being a prophet and a messenger of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded that he would go overnight from al-masjid al-haram to al-masjid al-aqsa and from there allah jalla wa ala took him up to the heavens and when he was in the greatest place a man could ever reach allah jalla wa ala decreed that the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will perform 50 prayers every single day 50 prayers and the reason why allah jalla wa ala chose 50 prayers is because this is such a beloved action to Allah. He wanted to see his slaves performing this action continuously throughout the day and night. So this was given to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam met Musa Alaihi Salam in the heavens. And Musa Alaihi Salam 
He said, what has your Lord legislated? What has your Lord given you? So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that Allah has given this Ummah 50 prayers that we will perform every single day. So Musa Alayhi Salam, he said, I was with the people, I was with Bani Israel, and they were not able to do this. And your people will not be able to do this. So go back to Allah and ask Allah to make it less. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went back to Allah and asked Allah to make it less. So Allah did. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to Musa and he said, no, go back to Allah. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam kept on going back to Allah and then back to Musa until it became only five prayers every single day. Then he met Musa Alaihi Salam again and Musa Alaihi Salam, he said, no, go back to Allah. Your people will not be able to pray five times every day. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam became embarrassed. Then how could he go back to Allah again when it used to be 50 salah and Allah Jalla wa'ala has made it only five. But the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did confirm that the five salah that are performed, they are equivalent to the 50 that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala legislated. Brothers and sisters, the act of ibadah of the salah is the greatest act of ibadah that Allah Jalla wa'ala has legislated. And this is why he chose the greatest place for the man to be, for him to legislate this salah. And he gave this salah to the greatest human being ever to step foot on this earth, who was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to take this salah to the greatest ummah, who are the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This salah that has been given to the believers is an honor, is an honor to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah is raising our status, and he is raising our position, and he is raising our might and dignity through this salah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned that this salah, it expiates all of the sins that a person, he performs and he commits between them. So one salah to the next salah, this shows you how great the salah is. One salah to the next salah, it expiates all of the sins a person commits between the two salahs with the condition that the person stays away from major sins. This is from the virtues of this salah. We also find from the virtues of this salah is that Allah Jalla wa'ala has decreed that we will stand in front of him subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is a direct conversation with Allah Jalla wa'ala qasamtu salata bayni wa bayna abdi nisbain that I have split the salah between me and my servant in two halves. So when my servant speaks, Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks back. From the honor of this salah and from the greatness of this salah is that Allah Jalla wa'ala allows us to begin this salah with Surah Al-Fatiha which is the greatest surah in the Quran. Allah Jalla wa'ala allows us to bow down to him and this is the only time we are allowed to perform ruku' The only time we are allowed to perform ruku' is when we are in salah. There is no other time we are allowed to bow down. And Allah Jalla wa'ala has prescribed the sajda that we prostrate to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is when we are the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we want to become close to Allah, we go into sajda in the salah. We perform the salah and we go into sajda. And then we make dua and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said the greatest place and the closest place you are to Allah is when you are in your sajda. So increase in your dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla wa ala unites the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam five times every day through this salah. 
and Allah Jalla wa'ala has allowed the Muslims to build the most beloved places to Allah Jalla wa'ala on this earth only to establish the most beloved ibadah to Allah Jalla wa'ala. Ahabbu al-biqa'i ila Allahi masajiduha. The most beloved places to Allah Jalla wa'ala are the masajid. This brothers and sisters are from some of the virtues of salah. Some of the virtues of salah. And we have to remind ourselves that Allah Jalla wa'ala he says, Inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitaban mawquta. That indeed the salah had been prescribed upon believers at specific times. Many brothers and sisters, they ask about this in the winter. Are we allowed to combine our dhuhr and asr together because of the lack of time? Are we allowed to leave all of our salawat and pray them at the time of Maghrib or at the time of Isha? Because the day is very short. Allah Jalla wa'ala says, that indeed the salah has been prescribed upon the believers at specific times. Yes, in the space of three or four hours, three of the salawat they come. But Allah Jalla wa'ala has still prescribed specific times for these prayers. We have to pray dhuhr at its time. We have to pray asr at its time. We have to pray maghrib at its time. We have to pray isha at its time. And we have to pray fajr at its time. These are the specific times for the salawat. And it is not permissible to delay them from their specific times. This is what Allah Jalla wa'ala has revealed in his Quran. And this is what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had mentioned in his sunnah. A person may say, but I am at work, or I am studying, or I am busy with something. There is nothing more important in this life than worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It is the sole purpose of our existence. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created jinn or man except that they worship me. This is the greatest and the, this is the greatest purpose of existence. So we have to prioritize our ibadah and our salat and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over everything else. So when it is dhuhr time, we will pray the dhuhr. And when it is asr time, we will pray the asr. And this is why Allah jalla wa ala, he says in the Quran, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ That woe be to the believers. And wail is like the curse of Allah and the wrath of Allah. And if Allah Jalla wa'ala curses someone, the meaning of this is that Allah will distance him from his mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the meaning of Allah Jalla wa'ala cursing someone. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Quran, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ That woe be upon those who pray the salah. But they are neglectful of their salah. Woe be to those who perform their salah, but they are neglectful of their salah. Here Allah Jalla wa'ala is cursing those who perform the salah. But they are neglectful of their salah. When Abdullah ibn Abbas, he explained this verse, he said, they are the ones who pray dhuhr at the time of Asr. And they are the ones who pray Asr at the time of Maghrib. And they are the ones who pray Maghrib at the time of Isha. And they are the ones who pray Isha after his time has ended. And they are the ones who pray Fajr after the sun has risen. Woe be to those who pray the Salah. But they are neglectful of them. So this brothers and sisters is something that speaks directly about our situation. That when the time of salah becomes short and a person may find it difficult, <coughs> remember that if you are from those that delay the salah from its fixed time, then Allah Jalla wa'ala is cursing you in his kitab. And if Allah Jalla wa'ala is cursing you and he is saying that you are going to be thrown away from my mercy, 
then there is no hope for this person. And if this is the ruling for the one who is purposely delaying the salah from its fixed times, then what about the one who is neglecting the salah in its entirety and not performing the salah at all? And this is also something that the scholars of Islam have spoken about and something that they have written about, that this is not a matter to be taken lightly. Leaving the salah from its fixed times brings the curse and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And leaving the salah completely, it brings disbelief upon a person. It removes them from the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this salah is the thing that distinguishes the Muslims from the non-Muslims. So we have to focus on the salah. We have to give it its importance. We have to strive our utmost to ensure that we perform these prayers. And if we purposely leave them, then we are in great danger of leaving the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why the companions of the Prophet they were unanimously agreed that whoever leaves the salah leaves the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Jalla wa ala mentions many verses in the Quran that speak about this. مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي when Allah says to some people who have entered the fire of Jahannam on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, what is the reason? Why have you gone to the fire? Why have you gone and why are you burning in the fire? They will say, we were not from those who prayed the Salah. The people that came before, they left their Salah. And they followed their desires and they fell into ghayya. And Ibn Abbas, he said, this is a pit in Jahannam. Whoever enters it will never leave it. And we know that if a Muslim was to enter the fire, he would leave it one day. But if he's going to enter this and he will never leave it, it shows you that this is disbelief for a person to leave the salah. Some of the scholars, they went and they, to the extent that they said, and pay attention to this brothers and sisters. Some of the scholars went to the extent and they said, whoever leaves just one salah intentionally has left the fold of Islam. And how dangerous is this statement? Whoever leaves just one salah intentionally has left the fold of Islam. Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal, he said, look at the verse in the Quran. Allah Jalla wa'ala, he says, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ أَبَا وَاسْتَكْبَرَ وَكَانَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ When we told the angels to make sajda to Adam alayhi salam, they all made sajda except for Iblis. He refused. He was proud. He became from the disbelievers. Imam Ahmed, he said, Iblis was someone who was a worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he would associate himself from the malaika because he would constantly and thoroughly worship Allah jalla wa ala. But in his entire life, he missed just one prostration to Allah and he became a disbeliever for eternity. The minimum obligatory salah has four prostrations. If Iblis became a disbeliever for eternity because he missed just one prayer, then imagine the one, or if you miss one sajda, then imagine the one who misses four. Imagine the one who misses eight. Imagine the one who misses salah after salah. And this was also attributed to Umar radiallahu an and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, that whoever leaves one prayer leaves the fold of al-Islam. <coughs> so this shows you how serious the matter is of salah. 
That salah is not something that we should take lightly. No matter what the situation is, no matter how tired you are, salah has to be performed at its fixed time. And we have to perform the salah. And we have to concentrate in the salah. And we have to ensure that we will never leave this great act of ibadah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ كَفَرْ The covenant which distinguishes between us, the Muslims, and them, the non-Muslims, is the salah. Whoever leaves it, whoever abandons it, has fallen into disbelief. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, بَيْنَ الرَّجُلِ وَبَيْنَ الشِّرْكِ وَالْكُفْرِ تَرْكُ الصَّلَاةِ Between a man and between polytheism and disbelief is the leaving of the salah. This shows you how dangerous the matter of salah is. So brothers and sisters, Allah Jalla wa'ala chose this ibadah of salah for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He chose that we will perform this salah five times every day. He legislated this salah when the Prophet was in the greatest place that he could be. And he told us to hold on to this salah and to ensure we perform this salah or these prayers in its fixed times. Let us fulfill our obligations to Allah Jalla wa'ala. And let us not neglect our duties to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are the greatest nation that has been raised by Allah Jalla wa'ala. كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ You are the greatest nation to ever step foot on this earth. You enjoin in the good and you forbid the evil and you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why we are the greatest nation. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد الله جل وعلا سيد القرآن إن المنافقين يخادعون الله وهو خادعهم وإذا قاموا إلى الصلاة قاموا كسالا يراؤون الناس ولا يذكرون الله إلا قليلا الله جل وعلا speaks about the hypocrites Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the hypocrites in the, in, the, in the Qur'an. And who are the hypocrites? They are those that portray Islam. They are those that portray Islam and they hide disbelief. So the people will look at them and think that they are Muslims. But when they are in secret, they are hiding their disbelief. And Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions about their position in the hereafter. Inna that the hypocrites will be in the lowest part of the fire. The hypocrites will be in the worst part of the fire. And even after all of this, they stand up to pray salah. Allah says, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ The hypocrites, they are trying to deceive Allah. But they are the ones who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has deceived. They are trying to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا When they stand for the salah, they stand with laziness. When they stand for the salah, 
they stand with laziness. الناس, they just want to show the people that they are there, that they are praying. And they do not remember Allah except for a little bit. So we find from this verse, they still stand from the, for the salah sometimes. And they still remember Allah a little. But what are they doing? They are not really performing the prayer. And we need to ask ourselves, are we praying the salah number one? If we are not, then we have to start praying five times a day from now. Are we praying on its fixed times? If we are not praying on its fixed times, then we have to start praying at the fixed times of every salah. When we stand up for salah, do we have concentration or are we standing with laziness? If we are standing with laziness, then it shows you we have a great sign of hypocrisy. But if we are standing with focus, then we will be from those who are successful. That the believers, they are the ones who are successful. Who are these believers? They are the ones who have focus in their prayer. They are the ones who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while they are praying. They are the ones who have complete concentration when they are standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the ones who are going to be successful. And these are the ones that all of us, we need to try and achieve this level and this status. Of being the believers who are successful because they have focus and concentration when they are praying their salah. This was the salah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when we look at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the salah was not a burden upon him. The salah was not a burden upon him. The salah was something that was beloved to him. He wouldn't say, oh Allah has done five salah and now I have to pray, it's time to pray. Let me just get it over and done with. But he would, he would rush to pray the salah. He would love to pray the salah. When he was tired, he would say, oh Bilal, call the adhan. Bring us peace through the salah. Bring us tranquility through the salah. Bring us comfort through the salah. When he was standing long hours every night, performing the salah until his feet would swell and they would crack and they would open. He, and the sahaba would say, you are praying and you have been forgiven by Allah. Why are you doing this to yourself? He said, should I not be a thankful slave? His salah would be there to thank Allah. His salah would be performed to praise Allah. His salah would be performed to become close to Allah. His salah would be performed so he can have a conversation with Allah and ask Allah. His salah will be performed to find him peace and tranquility and ease and comfort in this life. His salah will be performed to raise his status in front of Allah. This is why he would perform the salah. Allah made five obligatory prayers for this ummah. And look how much the Prophet used to pray. It was narrated there was a time he stood with Hudayfa in the night. Another time he stood with Abdullah ibn Mas'ud in the night. Another time he stood with other companions and he prayed a lengthy, lengthy prayer. Why? Because he loves the salah. And he loves to worship Allah Jalla through the salah. We cannot comprehend the length of the salah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Sahaba said he would recite in a slow and beautiful manner. And when he recited with Hudayfa and Ibn Mas'ud and other Sahaba at different times, he recited Surah Al-Baqarah completely. He recited Surah Ali Imran completely. He recited Surah Al-Nisa completely in just one rak'ah. Because he loved to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the ibadah that we need to try 
and appreciate that Allah Jalla wa'ala has given to us. And not to look at this act of worship as a burden. If we want peace and tranquility, we stand in salah. If we want to converse with Allah, we stand in salah. If we want to make dua to Allah, we stand in salah. If we want to become close and beloved to Allah, we stand in salah. This salah is not a burden for this ummah. This salah is an honor for this ummah. And this is why when the disbelievers, they see the Muslims standing in rows. They see the Muslims praying in congregation. They see the Muslims putting the most honorable part of their body, which is their head and their face and their forehead. The most honorable part of their body, they put it on the floor for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They realize and they truly understand that this is the religion of Allah. No religion tells them to do this. That way, the way we worship Allah Jalla wa'ala, we do not sing, we do not dance to worship Allah. We stand in front of Him and we recite His words, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bow to Him, we put our heads on the floor to Him. We praise and we glorify Allah from the onset, from the beginning of the salah until the end. We are praising Allah, we are glorifying Allah. We are magnifying Allah, we are remembering Allah, we are supplicating to Allah. We are worshipping Allah. We are devoting ourselves to Allah. We are humbling ourselves in front of Allah. This is our salah. And does Allah deserve us to pray? Yes, He deserves that we pray our salah to Him. And He deserves much more than we can ever give Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us not look at this salah as a burden. Let us look at this salah as an honor. And let us ensure that we never ever miss a salah again. And that we pray our salah at its fixed time, irrespective of the situation that we are in. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who have concentration in our salah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to perfect our salah for us and to make us from those who pray the salah at its fixed times. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us love the salah and make us want to perform the salah and not to make the salah a burden upon us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who pray the salah in congregation and to make us from those who perfect our salah so our salah is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our good deeds and to accept our salah and to make us from the people of the Salah. We ask Allah Jalla to make us from the people of the highest Jannah and to allow us to enter the highest Jannah without punishment and trial. We ask Allah Jalla to unite the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and to allow us to overcome our enemies, to relieve this Ummah from the suffering it is going through, to relieve this Ummah from the pains and the oppression. We ask Allah Jalla to give us peace and tranquility in this life, to give us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and to save us from the punishment of the fire of Jahannam. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين